in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to The Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the frosty Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is frosty out. Uh, winter storm uh, is, has come through Kansas. Mm-hmm. And it is... Uh, it's a doozy. It's a doozy. Well, actually, it's really not that bad, but it seems like it seems worse than it is. There's several centimeters of snow on the ground. Yeah, several. <laughs> the truth be told, it's several several centimeters of ice, which makes it. Well, that's true. That's kind of bad. It makes it makes a slight difference. That's true. And um, it's cold. And it's very cold. But uh, not here. Not in here. We got a fire going. Um, Brian put on some Barry White. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't know. He just the whole kind of mood changed. I don't know. It's just one of those nights, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> feels uh, feels like Barry in here. Yeah, I gotta um, go. Uh, gotta leave the podcast here. Let's do it solo. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, speaking of doing it solo, um, you know, if you find yourself alone on a chilly winter night, uh, maybe you just got finished recording a podcast. Mm. You know, uh, what you should do is stop over to gentleman.com. Gentleman.com will warm up your heart. Mm. Warm up your hearts and hearts with Gentleman.com. Um, you know, the, it's cold all over the U.S. right now. The north, the northeast, I hear, is in for an actual real uh, winter storm. A really real. So if you get stuck, like say you're at Gentleman.com, you're stuck inside your house. Uh, you've just been entertained thoroughly by Gentleman.com. But you're like, man, I'm stuck indoors for the next two days. What am I going to do? What's next? How am I going to stay sane? While I'm, you know, sequestered in my house. Yeah. Uh, what you could do is you go to podcast.gentleman.com where mm-hmm. you could listen to previous episodes of the Gentleman Podcast. That'll keep, your, that'll keep you warm and busy for at least 48 hours. Maybe more. Maybe more. If you get stuck, hey, man, if you get stuck for like a week, you'll you have plenty of entertainment. At, at least uh, 80 hours worth. 80, at least 80 hours. More like probably 100 hours worth. Yeah. So that's 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 like you know half a week or something. You'll be fine. Um, so anyway, uh, stop on by podcast.gentleman.com after you've thoroughly gone through every page of gentleman.com. Like Brian and I, have. like I have recently done. <laughs> actually, like Brian actually has done. Yeah, and it'll only take you several hours. But uh, <coughs> anyway, so you can do that uh, if you want to get in touch with the Gentleman Podcast. You should send us a letter, uh, and you can do so. By sending a letter to the Gentleman Mailbag at P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. That sounded weird. I'm going to say that again. It's Gentleman. The Gentleman Mailbag, P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. Uh, we will get your letter. We will read through it. Mm-hmm. We will go through it with a fine-tooth comb. Mm-hmm. We will consider everything that you've said to us deeply. Carefully. Carefully. Uh, we will craft a response. Mm-hmm. We will put your letter up on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know is a Fame. Uh, and then we will we'll talk about it on the episode, and then maybe we'll send you a little something back, a little a little something, a little, a little something, something for your troubles. Just a, just a little, just a little, you know, a little something, something. That's right. Um. Anyway, Glenn. Yeah. Uh, you can also <laughs> send us an email, howdyatgentleman dot com. You could uh, at reply us on Twitter, Facebook us, or Facebook. 
or make a YouTube video and send us the link to the YouTube video. That, that would made. actually be that would actually be pretty great. That would be great. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, Brian, I forgot. Oh man, I was given not one but two homemade gentleman beer koozies. Uh, I don't have one of them. I know you don't because I forgot to bring them. I knew I forgot something. <sighs> next, next podcast. Wow. Uh, a, a good friend of mine uh, spent some time knitting. Uh, it's actually quite impressive uh, if you think about it, knitting the the gentleman logo on two beer koozies. Mm-hmm. So that that I'm gonna have to start, you know, tasting the beer from here on out with that on. Yeah, uh, it might taint. It might take my perception a little bit. Like a slight variance, like a tolerance right, goes right. up a little bit. Before koozie and after koozie, right. we're going to have to factor that mm-hmm. in in our, in our algorithm. But right. Well, next week. Yeah, next week. I, I, want, I want to say uh, thank you very much, Bethany, for, for knitting those. So uh, we'll get those in order. We'll probably get some pictures up. I may thank her after I see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. So yeah, it's all kind of vapor. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't comment on it until I've seen it. <laughs> okay, so in two weeks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, and speaking of uh, beer koozies, let's uh, get into the drink of the week this week, Glenn. Uh, I went to, so it was, it was snowing when I left work. And I uh, I stopped at, to, at a gas station. Mm-hmm. And there was a liquor store right next to the gas station. I never go to this liquor store, but it's like right next to the gas station. It was snowing outside. I didn't want to drive to the big, the big, big box right. liquor store that we go to where they have the biggest selection in the world. There was a liquor store right there. So I walked inside and it was the smallest <laughs> selection. <laughs> they had three beers. Wow. Okay. It was a little bit more than that, but it was basically that. Seven beers. It was like, yeah, <laughs> it was seriously, I think there was like seven different kinds of beer in there. <laughs> okay. And so I was like, oh, I have to find something here. Holy yeah. crap. Um, so my choices were limited, but you know, as they say, embrace your constraints. That's right. Uh, and I did, and I ran with it. There's beauty in the constraints. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I picked up a Boulevard seasonal beer. This is a wintertime seasonal that they do, and it's called the Early Riser. It's a coffee porter. Um, porter. Yes. A coffee porter. Coffee porter. <laughs> a coffee porter. Um, so so this is uh, this is a little risky. Hmm. Uh, everything else at this liquor store, I think we have reviewed or would be ridiculous to review. That's right. So <laughs> it was this or some hoppy Budweiser beer. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> it was like Miller Lite, this, the and yeah. The beers. They had, they, oh, they did have one kind of Deschutes. Oh. Which, which we've already done. Man, this store's got its priorities in it, place. They, yeah, it was really weird. They only had, they had one six pack of Deschutes. Nice. And then, the Jubileo? You know, no, it was uh, uh, the, 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 the Porter, actually. Mm. But I think we, we've covered that one before. I think I'm so. pretty sure. So I, uh, it's getting hard to remember which ones we've covered and which ones we haven't. But I knew for a fact that we hadn't done this one. I almost picked up the Boulevard Irish Ale, but then I was able to discern that back. We've already reviewed this, and it was an 8.0 out of 10 on the MTS scale. Wow. So, needless uh, to say, we can't uh, we can't revisit that. Well, uh, so we're, we're just going to go in a new direction, a bold new direction, which is this coffee porter. Brian, I'm I'm happy with your selection. It it, it falls in line. Uh, with our with our quest to find the perfect stout this winter, it's true. It's true. Then maybe this is it. Um, this is the Boulevard Brewing Company. We know and love these guys. They're over in Kansas City. Um, mm-hmm. We were actually just talking about how they must be kicking themselves now because they they <laughs> they had yeah. a craft they had this big craft brewing place in Kansas City and they've been around forever. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and they sold out to a bigger company mm-hmm. about five years ago. And now it's like the, uh, you know, it's like a tech boom for it, it, yes. craft beers. It is exploding. And they got to be sitting there saying, man, we should have maybe held on to that company <laughs> for a few more years. <coughs> but it's true. You never know when you should sell or, or uh, yeah. you know. I'm sure they did all right. Got to know when to hold them, when to fold them. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, they, they've been around, I think, since the late 80s, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so they... They were one of the... They were one of those guys. Yeah. And, and now they... They uh, they have distribution like in Everywhere. most of the United States, I think. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, pretty proud of these guys. In fact, they're, they're Kansas City, but yeah. also not proud of them because they're not from Kansas City. That's anymore. right. They're from Belgium, I think. Uh, yeah, the I IBV or BVU or whatever. Inbev. Their, web, their, web, their website says Octum when you go to it. So I don't know what that means. Uh, Octum. I think that means <laughs> attention just, in German. I'm just joking. Okay, <laughs> that's not real. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, Glenn. Okay, well, let's uh, let's hear. It. So this is a the early riser coffee porter. It is a smooth, dark, rich, and roasted porter. Mm. Uh, add Colombian Cajibio Estate Coffee, supplied by our friends at Maps Coffee Roasters. I don't know who these people are. Nope. Um, eye-opening marriage of two of our favorite brewed beverages. So this might be pretty coffee centric. Well, here's the thing, Brian. <clears throat> this is this is hard to pull off. Mm-hmm. Whenever you add coffee to a beer, whenever you add chocolate to a beer, whenever you add anything, yeah, it's true. I mean, we've talked about this at length. It's a yeah, slippery slope. I I'll be I'm I'm very interested because these guys do good work. But yeah, okay. I uh, well, let's uh, pop these open and see what happens here. <laughs> Hopefully, they don't explode. Okay, cool. Um, all right, there. Ooh. Uh oh, man overboard. I went to smell it and wasn't looking, and I got coffee up my nose. <laughs> well, that's going to taint the uh, experience. Ah, You're not supposed to inhale it. You're supposed to drink it. Mm. I, I never inhaled. All right. That's pretty good. Oh. Using the aftertaste. Surprisingly good. Hey. Hey, all right. <laughs> that's surprisingly hey. good. Hey. I got a little bit worried when I started reading the the, the, got, the description. was like, hey, this is going to taste like a mm. mouthful of coffee. And it kind of does, but it's really good. It, it, it doesn't taste like coffee. It tastes like beer and coffee. Mm-hmm. This is a good. This is good. This is good. It's not too coffee. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, even though it seems like there's a lot in there. Maybe I'll feel yeah. differently after a full bottle of it. I don't know. Yeah, I doubt this is one of those where you can just you know have three in a row. But uh, okay, I'm done with this one. Give me the next one here. <laughs> uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that's uh, that's so much good. energy. That's pretty good. Uh, let me run you through some stats on this real quick. Mm. It's uh, bitterness units twenty eight. The original gravity Play-Doh is 15. The terminal gravity Play-Doh is 4, mm-hmm. uh, which we all know exactly yep. what that yep. means. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's no need to explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the alcohol by volume is 5%. Okay. So, um, so yeah. Man. It's smooth and creamy and coffee. And it's pretty good. Beer. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of uh, Bull- uh, no, um, Boulder Brewing has a, a shake porter. Oh. That's interesting. Oh, we may have to review that. I don't know if we've reviewed that yet. I, I toured the have. brewery last summer. Oh, maybe we maybe we have. I know we we did. I know we did one from there. Okay, I don't remember which one. I don't know if we did that one, but if if not, that's we, the company with the terrible marketing, right? Yes, terrible okay. marketing, great beer. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, uh, what what are they called? Boulder Brewing Company. Boulder Brewing Company. Your marketing sucks. Yeah. You've oh, already... they have uh, their their flagship is the uh, psychedelic. Uh, yeah, the hop something or. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but anyway, this this reminds me of that. It's really, 
you know, kind of mm, creamy and smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually the coffee ones are kind of like yeah, harsh too. and robust. Yeah. Or they taste like they're you're chewing on coffee grounds. That's not the case here. It's it's, it's smooth. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, mm. if you had to put a number uh, next to this beer, mm. what would you what would you what would you say to it? I'm gonna say for what it is. Oh, know, and the price. Let me. The price was um, nine fifty. Okay, so a little bit more. It's a little bit more expensive. All right. Uh, I was gonna go eighty seven. I'm gonna go eighty six due to the price. <sighs> yeah, I was gonna go eighty four. Okay. Um, just because of the price. Mm-hmm. If it was cheap, if it was eight bucks, I would. Cause a lot of the Boulevard beers are seven ninety nine, eight fifty. Yeah. So, so they, they it, kinda, yeah, it's a little bit more. Yeah, um, granted, you did go to uh, a weird pa. Yeah. So they could be adding a couple dollars to it. I'm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they could be like, "This is fancy beer." <laughs> well, you're not getting Budweiser. <laughs> it's coffee and beer. That's add dollar. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyway, okay, so you said 86, I said 84. Yep. Okay, now we got to type all this stuff into the mustache twist scale computer, mm-hmm. uh, which we know will give us an empirical scientific score Patent for pending. the early riser coffee porter. That is your trademark. Um, let me, okay, so let me type this into the MTS computer. We said the bitterness units was 28. The original gravity Play-Doh was 15. The terminal gravity Play-Doh was 4. Uh, we said the alcohol by volume is five percent. Uh, that the price was nine forty nine or nine fifty. Um, uh, on that gravity play doh, is mm-hmm. it play doh or is it like play doh? Like are they talking about like play doh stuff you play? I don't know. With hmm. I don't know. I never thought about that. Is it like the philosopher? Or is it like the thing you mold? Maybe it's him working with play doh. Wow, this 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 just got. Pretty heavy. Something to think about. Um, Good thought there. So anyway, okay, Glenn. So it, it's uh, the the printout is coming off the printer right now. Uh, um, okay, I got it in my hand here. It's uh, this says it's an 85, 8.5. Wow. Out of ten on the. MPS wow, that computer. is surprising. I thought you know maybe the computer it's cold out. You know maybe right. Right. Maybe it would be a little sluggish, a little bit temperamental. That's what's it, great about science, is that it's right on point every right time. Right on the nose. Okay, so let's let's go over to our good friends over at beersnobs.com mm-hmm. and see what they had to say about this. I can only guess. Okay. Um, the beer snobs say <laughs> 88. Very good. Mm. It's always tough when it's close to our score because I always feel like, man, you know, we disagree wholeheartedly with their snobbery yet. Sometimes they're close to our scores. Every now and then, a blind scu- <laughs> a blind, a blind squirrel, squirrel will find scout. a nut. Every now and again, a blind nut will will hit a squirrel <laughs> on the head. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, now, so that's established. Eight point five for the early riser. Well done, Boulevard. It's good beer. It is good. It's good beer. Like not what? the holy grail of nope. of things, but tonight it'll do. It's like it's like uh, what's the expression if you. If you uh, what is it? If you if you shoot for the moon and miss, at least you land on the stars. Mm-hmm. There you go. I think I botched that. I'm sure. Well, you just made a new saying then. There we go. <laughs> we landed in the stars with this uh, early rising mocha porter. No, no, not mocha porter. Uh, uh, coffee coffee porter. porter. Coffee porter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, we're in the stars now. We are. Um, okay, Glenn, let's get into some interesting posts from Gentleman.com in the last uh, two weeks or so. All right, well, kicking things off, um, we have Sir Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Nicholas, Nicholas, long-time user of the site. 
who's been knighted. He's been knighted by the gentleman community. He has. He's bulldog. He's so, uh, yeah, yeah. He's a ironclad. Nicholas has posted something that has just as we were recording this just kind of blown up mm-hmm. uh, in the past ten hours. Yep, and that is a petition to stop Kanye West from recording a David Bowie tribute album. Mm-hmm. As we all know, David Bowie died uh, this past week, mm-hmm. and um, very sad. Yep. And Kanye West has uh, okay. So the article is over at Independent, uh, which is a a UK rag. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's they they start off the article by saying there's no confirmation from Kanye's group that this is going to happen. So it's just a rumor. Basically. It's just a rumor. But the rumor is that he's going to try a frightening to, rumor. It's is a, what it is. It's a frightening rumor that he's going to try and um, you know. Send off David with a with a a tribute album. A tribute album. Some of the songs that they're talking that he might hit were um, "Rebel Rebel" and "Heroes." Maybe two of my favorite David Bowie songs. Yeah, very good songs. Um, I love "Heroes." "Heroes" is one of my favorite songs ever, actually. Uh, but anyway, nevertheless, uh, the internet uh, has responded, mm-hmm. and they have said, "We're not going to stand for this." And you know what we're going to do? In our solidarity, we're going to sign a petition. And this petition uh, can be found over at, uh, I'm not even going to, it's called 38 Degrees, right? And as of right now, it's got 4,600 signatures. That seems low. Uh, It does seem low. But the problem with this, and one of the gentleman commenters posted on our article, uh, I think it was Elon Caster 65 said that you actually have to have a British postal code to uh oh. to sign That's the petition so it's an actually silly. a weird legit petition for english folk mm. um which is cool the david bowie's your guy we get it yeah uh, but if you want the might of america behind you that's right the eagle uh-huh gotta open it up to the foreigners that's true right? that's true let's get this petition rolling your your brothers from across the pond are <coughs> wanting to uh wanting to be a part of this uh, yeah, this would be travesty. I, you know, I don't really like Kanye West. I don't either. I'm, I'm pretty sick of. Th- there are some people that sample other songs and they use them inventively mm-hmm. in new ways mm-hmm. that are interesting and different. Mm-hmm. And then there are people that just go through old records and find the hook off of songs that yeah. somebody else wrote and put a beat behind it mm-hmm. and then make a million dollars off of it. A million. Yeah, maybe or more, maybe, or maybe a little bit more for uh, Kanye, and so that's a little bit frustrating for me. Just to hear that, anyway. Uh, one of the great parts of this article, Glenn, is that they have a gallery of mm-hmm. Kanye West's twelve greatest self comparisons. He's like Kanye like, has made. Yeah, that yeah. Kanye said he, you know, he's he's more like this other person, or he compares mm-hmm. himself to somebody else. Number one of twelve is God. Okay. Uh, two is Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. Braveheart, mm-hmm. uh, he says about Braveheart, I feel like a little bit like I'm the Braveheart, Braveheart of creativity. So you know that Braveheart actually had a name? Right. Okay. Uh, Willy Wonka. Okay. Oh. Uh, Picasso. Okay. Um, Michelangelo. I've heard of him. <laughs> the Pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Edison. Okay. Uh, his quote was, I am Thomas Edison. Hmm. Uh, Just no, you're not. like a thousand times. No, you're not. Part of um, soldiers, in general, um, and the police. This is like being a police officer or something. 
Well, clearly he's got he's got a firm grasp on reality. Um, what what isn't uh, so before Brian and I we were talking about this article before we started the show, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, somehow we came across uh, a cover that Kanye did of uh, Bohemian Queen, Rhapsody. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, and we only saw a little clip of it. But the little clip that we saw was absolutely horrifyingly painful. It was a live performance, so there was no. Freddie Mercury is one of the best rock singers of all time. You just can't. I, I mean, just as pure talent, when you yes. listen to his voice and his ability, yes. he's amazing. He's an amazing singer. Yeah. And it's it's very shameful and sad that Kanye West was singing his song. He should never be allowed to do that. He should be arrested in Britain. He should be in jail in Britain right now. Yes, for doing he should. That. Yes, he should. That's terrible. So. Yeah, so we got to stop with these covers. Now, I will say this, and on the tech uh, itself, there's a few comments, and mm-hmm. uh, Razorback actually had a good thought, mm-hmm. and that he's basically saying, you know, I dislike Kanye for all that he stands for, the greed, yes. the limelight, the Kardashians, etc. Right. Um, but if David Bowie was a big influence on him, then he has every right to make a, a uh, record to show that, which I would agree. Yep. I will not buy it, yeah. and I will cry out in pain if I hear it in public. Yeah, absolutely. He has every right to do that. Yep. It's a matter of taste, I guess. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, so anyway, I yeah. Um I am it, it's a, it's a bummer that uh that Kanye West feels the necessity to do this kind of stuff. But who knows? Maybe it's just a rumor. That's right. Could just be a vicious rumor, an awful horrible sadistic rumor. I posted this uh, little tidbit on Facebook and it seems to we're getting mixed reviews over there. Mm. Some people are think that you know you should be able to post whatever or make whatever, which is true. And other mm-hmm. people think that he's an awful human being. So I think the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. <clears throat> um, well, we'll find out. You certainly will, uh, Glenn. This was uh, posted. This is this next tap we're going to talk about. It was posted mm-hmm. by you. Uh, um, so I mean, you know, a look, bit of nepotism going on. I'm here. not yeah, nepotism. I I hired myself. You fathered this pack, <laughs> and then you talk about it on the podcast. <clears throat> you know um, what? Fine. No, this is this is actually really good. Um, uh, this is called Mountain Pleasant Police Officers Take one hundred and sixty dollars worth of groceries to a disabled man. Uh, this is a story from uh, News Two Nashville. Yeah, uh, WKRN dot com. Uh, and this actually had me a little bit misty eyed. Yeah, a little bit. Um, because it's so infuriating, um, mm-hmm. the story is. Um, a group of Mount Pleasant police officers, and I assume that that's it, yeah, Mount Pleasant, Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, got a call. The, the dispatcher got a call from a 79-year-old man and said he, he hadn't eaten in two days. Uh, and then a short time later, the, a group of officers showed up at his door with several bags of groceries. They went to a grocery store. They bought $160 of groceries out of their own pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought over to his house. They filled his cabinets with groceries, his refrigerator with groceries, um, and, and just you know made sure that he had enough food to eat for a month because uh, he said he hadn't eaten in a couple days. Um, and you might be wondering, well, you know, what, what's, what happened? Why wasn't he able to eat? Well... There was a lady that was one of his former caretakers that stole his debit card. A caretaker. And he didn't have anything to buy any food with. Yeah. Um, Police caught up with this lady. Yes. And arrested her. The same police that uh, bought him his groceries actually found her. Uh, There's video of her all over town buying stuff from retail stores with his debit card. And uh, they booked her into the Mount uh, Mount Pleasant Jail. 
Um, so not only did they go out buy groceries for this guy out of their own pockets, they were able to track down the person that stole from him and make it right. That's right. Um, so it, what a what a really good story. I mean, we hear a lot of stuff about uh, bad news about police officers uh, all over the place, but it's very rare to hear the good stories about. And it, uh, there's a really good quote in here where the the, right. the police you know talk about how uh, it's difficult for us to see as police officers. We're out here to take care of the public at large, and that doesn't always mean stopping a car. Sometimes it's us doing little things like this. Right. Which is a really great uh, great thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's really cool. I just feel terrible that this guy sat at home alone, didn't know what to do. Right. And, he finally know. called the police. Like, right. How desperate would you have to be to, you know. Yeah. And he's an elderly man. I mean, yeah. He, and he had a caretaker, so obviously he wasn't, you know... Able to go out and do things on his own. I, yeah, when I, I, I'm with you, man. When I read it, I was like about ready to punch somebody, and about right. ready to like you know, I was tearing up and everything. But um, yeah, this is this is a great story. I but it all uh, all's well that ends well. Sounds like he got his debit card back. Mm-hmm. He'll be able to you know eat for a month. While, yeah, uh, and they caught the person that did this to him, and he said he was he wanted to have his name withheld because obviously he was embarrassed. Sure, but um, it sounds like it really. <laughs> Uh, helped the guy out when he needed it. This lady looks rough. She does, and you gotta wonder for being I mean, thirty six. Yeah, um, I mean that's yeah, yeah. She looks like she's about fifty. Fifty six. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. yeah. But so, uh, but yeah. So good feel good story. Yeah. Maybe he'll maybe he'll screen his caretakers a little closer next time. Well, you just don't know. No, you don't. You don't know who you're gonna get. And I don't think he it was probably something he gets to choose from. Probably Ooh. not. Probably not. All right. Uh, so anyway, that was a little that was a little tearjerker story going on there. I, I like the fi- re- you know restoring faith in humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with police officers, they do get a bad yeah. rap. I mean, yeah, ninety nine point nine percent of police officers. Yep, I would assume are, are good people. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, not to go down yeah. that rabbit hole, but yeah, I really respect what they do, and mm-hmm. they have a hard job. They have an insanely hard job. It's true. Anyway, it's true. It's good, good for them to get recognized for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, bringing the things back up a little bit, Brian. This is it's like a, it's like, you know, we, we have a song, right? You have a song. It starts out big, and then you hit that. You got that low, soft spot in the middle, right? And then you, you break just it crank down. it up, yeah. And boom, you're back yeah. into the chorus. That's right. Full on. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what this tack is. Right. Now, every now and again, someone, some poster will make it twice. Into the podcast mm-hmm. with good reason. With good reason, Sir Nicholas again, again. This this could not not be on this podcast. No, 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 no. This is too good to to not be on the podcast. It's too good, and quite frankly, I'm surprised it didn't get a little bit more love on the site because I was reading this article and I could not stop laughing. It's called. It's from the Seattle Times. It's called Verizon gave this guy Sir Mixalot's old phone number, mm-hmm. and so you click through. You read the article, hilarity ensues. Right. Um, uh, what is his uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Nichols. Nichols. Good, good call there. Jonathan Nichols got a new phone. He, mm-hmm. he had to get a new phone. He wanted you know something for his new job. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to the Verizon store, and they give him a random one. And one day he gets a text message. And, uh, and it's a link to YouTube videos. He said, hey, check this out. <laughs> and he clicks over, and it's like a... Um, uh, beatboxing or something like that, and he's like, "Oh, that's kind of cool, but I don't, I don't know who you are. <laughs> Why are you? Uh, this is my phone number now. I'm, I'm sure, and you know, right? Anyway, uh, and then he kept, and then he started getting uh, calls from like luxury car dealerships, 
Jaguars, Lamborghinis, Ferraris. Right. And they're like wanting him to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, test drive his cars. And he's like, you know, that's that sounds awesome, but I'm I'm really just a, a broke uh, law student. Right. I really uh, have no need for a luxury car. I mean, I would like one, but right. I th- I really don't think this is you know me. And then the tipping point, the point at which he started to wise up to that something was amiss was he started getting uh, pictures of scantily clad women in various uh, poses. Predicaments. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pose, yeah they, were, they were taking pictures of themselves, I'm guessing, in uh, not but their skin. And uh, anyway, and so he said, you know, eventually he kept getting them and kept getting them. He's like, you know, you, uh, you, know, you should really just stop texting me. This, right. is, this is getting a little weird. Yeah. And in a, in a day in August, he was at like some softball tournament, and his phone just goes nuts, just mm-hmm. yeah, going crazy. And, and, and all these like "Happy Birthday, I Love You," blah blah blah, photos of all this weird whiskey stuff, and <laughs> and anyway, and he finally got a reference to a 1992 rap hit song, "Baby Got Back." Mm. And now he's in Seattle, and he right. knew that Sir Mix-a-Lot was in Seattle. <laughs> Or no, he Googled it and found that Sir Mix-a-Lot was in Seattle, mm. put two and two together, figured out Sir Mix-a-Lot's birthday was that day, and realized that he got Sir Mix-a-Lot's phone, uh-huh. his old phone number. So they were hitting his digits mm-hmm. and uh, on, his, on his birthday, and, and he didn't even know it. Uh, they were able to contact Sir Mix-a-Lot, mm-hmm. uh, and, and they told him about what happened, and he got a real big kick out of it. He said, that's hilarious. Uh, have him send me the pics. <laughs> and he's like, but, uh, but seriously, don't, but seriously, don't, don't yeah. tell me about the, uh, the car dealerships. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, that's, it's, it's, it's a funny story. I got a good kick out of it. Uh, it makes me wonder what happens to your number once you, you know, uh, there's really no way to take your n- number back from people basically. So what happens when you have, you accidentally get somebody else's old number that's Sir Mix a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this guy, this guy's using it to full advantage. Um, he says that he'll be in job interviews and like, tell us something interesting about yourself. Mm. It's like, well, I do this and this and this. And oh, by the way, I have Sir Mix a lot's old phone. Yeah. And he says it's a total mic drop that, you know, that just people, people I would, would, I'd be, I'd like you're hired. Serious street cred right there. <laughs> so just so I can borrow your phone. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, yeah, and it has the sweetest picture of the dude at the at the top of the article, um, of him just with shades on, talking on a phone. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's that, that's what I just started cracking up as soon as I yeah. saw that lead image. Uh, it's it's great that he has a good sense of humor about it though, because I'm sure yeah. it's kind of annoying. But it sounds like it, you know people would text him and he'd give him funny responses back, and yeah. you know just joke around with them and everything. So it sounds like he's pretty good sport about it, and it's awesome that they reached out to Sir Mix a lot yeah. too. Uh, you know, at the last line of the article, they're quoting Sir Mix-a-Lot, and he says, you know, tell him tell him any really sexy pictures, you know, little in the middle, and if she's got much back, <laughs> give them the new number. <laughs> and then he stops, and he's like, but uh, but not the color of the ships. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder, I was wondering how much money Sir Mix-a-Lot has off that. I mean, I guess it's probably in a lot of movies and stuff oh, like man. that. <clears throat> the royalties are probably really good. Mm. Because yeah. um, I remember a buddy of mine in high school, we used to go... To the local, uh, well, it was Hastings, which is a you know a DVD yeah. or well a video rental and CD. At the time you could buy yeah. CDs, and they had a whole section of used CDs. Mm-hmm. And Sir Mixalot was a well, a good section of that. Um, it was but, always funny to see the ones that were there's like. 
10 copies of yeah, that Yeah, and he had a whole he had a whole section. But yeah. but so my friend on a lark picked up his uh sophomore album <laughs> um put him on glass hmm. and uh he thought he would give that a try. I think he paid like 50 cents for it, maybe a dollar. And yeah, I think I think the I think the uh, yeah, I'm not even going to recite any of the lines, but they're just right. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. How do you how do you um how do you uh, do the the sophomore album after that? You know, you know, he had a really good, strong uh, the 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 song, the CD title, the one they titled the mm-hmm. the album after the strong yeah uh, hit was mm-hmm. "Put Him on Glass." And mm-hmm. if you see me when I pass, baby, just put him on glass. <laughs> that was the uh, that was uh, <laughs> a recurring theme. In the uh, in the sun, uh, so uh, right, so wow. so mix a lot, you know. Seattle yeah. legend, classy guy, classy guy. Um, it's amazing though. I mean, that came out in 1992, and it's yeah. over 20. It's 25 years later, basically, mm-hmm. and he's still getting you know all this, at- yeah, all this attention from you know. Weird. It's weird. Uh, Maybe I should write a write a song, a hit song. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got a hit website. <laughs> Some might call it more of a miss, but um, anyway. Oh come on! Well, speaking of uh, speaking of hits, Glenn, mm-hmm. um, time for the gentleman toast this week, and this is a sad toast, of course. We were talking about David Bowie earlier in the episode, but uh, he passed away recently, and uh, one of the you know one of the the greatest rock stars of all time yeah uh so i wanted to do a toast out to to david bowie um i didn't even know he was sick or no. had any kind of health problems or anything he always seems so you know you see him in movies and stuff like that and he looks amazing Vibrant. for how old he was yep. and everything like that but i guess he just had a i think he had a bout with cancer yep and uh over the last year and just kind of suddenly went downhill and I think uh, he kept it, it quiet too. Yeah, I don't think I, I never heard anything about it. It's got to be hard when you're a celebrity like that to keep um, right keep things under wraps like he did. Um, and I, was, I read an article that his son had released a letter from uh, from his, his his doctor that was taking care of him towards mm-hmm. the end of his life, basically. And his doctor had these really nice things to say about how he um, he just really respected David Bowie's work and uh, what a classy person he was while he was going through all this stuff and how mm-hmm. he handled it and. Uh, all those things. So it uh, sounds like he was a really, really good guy. In addition to being a really talented artist, you know, um, but Ziggy Stardust is like one of my favorite yeah. uh, rock albums of all time. So yeah. um, uh, it's a real bummer for sure that uh, he's passed away. Yeah, you know, he was he, he was really unique in that. I read this thing that they're trying to put put into perspective how how much of a um, a force he was mm-hmm. in terms of pop culture because yeah. he wasn't popular yet and he'd be cross-dressing walking down you know London I think it was London or wherever wherever right. in England he was from and mm-hmm. um, and you know he'd just be getting made fun of and all this kind of stuff and then he explodes and he's still the same guy and right. he basically did whatever he wanted mm-hmm. and he you know say what you want about you know fashion or whatever but I mean he he was a unique individual and and he yeah, I don't know. You just can't. You just can't replace a guy like that. I know mm-hmm. that sounds kind of uh, cliche. Well, I think you know. Just when you look at all the the different genres yep. that he's able to write songs yep. in and be successful at, I mean, mm-hmm. 
you know, it's just crazy when somebody can can kind of stand the test of time over. You would have thought the glam rock thing. Oh, yep. he's just a glam rock guy yeah. that's done with or whatever. But he's able to reinvent himself over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. He just put out his his last record um, just before he passed away. Yeah, like the weekend before. Um, so you know, I I think that that's pretty amazing. That, that's kind of how you can tell the best artists and they're able to reinvent themselves over so so much uh, so many decades like that. Yeah, he'll be missed, man. I, I he gets the distinction of uh, uh, one of the creepiest characters in a movie of all time uh, in Labyrinth. I haven't seen that actually. It's just bizarre. I don't think I've ever seen it. My my wife can't watch the movie just because of how creepy she thinks he he does a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and he's he's also in uh, Zoolander. He makes yep. him. He just makes cameos here and there, and he's just—he's in uh, the Prestige. He's uh, oh, Tesla. Yeah. He is Tesla. It's pretty, he does a pretty good job in that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so he's had an acting career and the music career. Uh, I found this this one anecdote that I thought was really funny. Um, David Bowie, they uh, Coldplay asked David Bowie before he passed away to sing harmonies on a song uh, that they're they were going to put on their new album. Uh, David Bowie sometimes lends his talents to other artists, and you know, and so they thought, well, we'll ask him to sing vocals because it's going to be perfect for David Bowie. It's right in his range. It's yeah. a harmony part, you know. Um, <laughs> David Bowie said, told Coldplay, no. He said, uh, really, isn't that good of a song, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the, their drummer, Coldplay's drummer, quote was quoted as saying, "I was like, hmm." Okay, I guess I'll take that as a no. He laughed. <laughs> he said he was very discerning. He wouldn't put his name uh, on just anything, and I'll give him credit for that. I'm, so. You know, it's funny, not to not to derail what we're talking about here, but I, just the other day, I, I had finally sat down and listened to Coldplay's latest <laughs> album, and I, you know, we, I, I basically, you know, they kind of phoned it in, you know, like, it was not very good. <laughs> And uh, so I'm not surprised that David uh, passed on that. I love the fact that he wasn't just like, oh, no, I'm too busy or, yeah, you like, know, whatever. It's, like, ah, it's not really that good of a song, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Coldplay really <laughs> took it in stride, though. I mean, you got to. Yeah. I mean, you well, know. they've been around as long as they have. Yeah. They've, they're not going to be. <laughs> they've heard it all. <laughs> yeah. But to hear it from David Bowie. I mean, yeah, it's pretty brutal. I mean, a fellow Englishman, you know, probably uh, one of their idols. Oh, I'm sure. That would be a kind of crushing. Wow. But well. <laughs> that'd be like Bono said something like, His website was, sucks. Yeah. Your podcast. It sucks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we should be so lucky. If I, if I uh, if I got that quote from Bono, you listen like, to yeah, it, yeah, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would be pretty flattered by that. Um, okay, well, anyway, Glenn, mm-hmm. uh, cheers to David Bowie. Cheers, uh, rest in peace. Yes, he he's gonna be missed. That's yeah. that's a that's a tough blow, and we've had a lot of you know. It's been a weird year. It seems like there's been a lot of a just a week, a couple weeks. Yeah, um, that we were talking about. There were several people that passed away that we were like, oh, we should talk R- about that. Grizzly Adams. Yeah. Um, Alan Reichman. Alan Reichman. Uh, another. Oh, uh, the Eagles frontman. Glenn Fry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not to be a Debbie Downer. Yeah, all certainly toastworthy. But we had to had to pick one. We had to go with David Bowie. You know, to quote the great Dr. Seuss, "Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened." There you go. That's a good point. So that's mm-hmm. how we need to take all this, Brian. That's true. Uh, that's true. 
And I think in order to do that, we should probably talk about the um, uh, the uh, hot button to the topic. Um, and the hot button topic this week, Glenn. Uh, it turns out that Elon Musk is at it again. Um, oh, that guy! He just can't stop doing stuff. Nope. You know, he just can't. He can't stop. Fingers in the pies. He's landing rockets on thimbles and yeah. doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Uh, and, and this one is interesting. His Tesla car company, uh, they released a software update. And this isn't like uh, on your iPhone when you get the new version of the OS. This mm-hmm. is like, uh, oh, and, you know, with the new software update, now your car can park itself. Hey, just, just in. <laughs> That'd be kind of a... Is there any fair warning? I mean, just, <laughs> I don't know. It's just they, they did a software update and now they're, it's cool, Brian. I'll park it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and now apparently Teslas can park themselves. Oh. And also it can switch lanes for you. If you, if you, if you, it'll look out for you and make sure if you're switching lanes, it won't let you do it if, if it's dangerous. Uh, it'll do like stop for you. Yep. It'll park for you. And the craziest part is. Elon Musk, which has a pretty good track record of being able to predict things, yeah, um, says within two years that you will be able to be in L.A. and you can have your car in New York, and you could say, "Hey, car in New York, can you like come to L.A. because I need a car to drive?" And it will find its way to you, charging itself along the way throughout the U.S. How does it charge itself? Well, it's got to go to it's got to go to the Tesla gas so station. It will drive itself to Tesla gas station, right, and find its way over to you. Wow! He said, as long as it's a landlocked place with roads, it'll be able to get to you. So um, he said, obviously, you, he can't just do a software update and do that. The cars have to mm-hmm. be fitted with cameras and uh, yeah. all the sensors and everything like that. But he says that's that's what's next. Wow, man! So the autonomous vehicle thing is happening. The thing, okay. So here's my here's my beef, Brian. Okay. Here's so uh, not to nitpick. I- I'm taking things that are much. But you got scale. a problem with autonomous cars? <laughs> it's I like saying do. like oh, I have a problem with hoverboards. I I, I well I, I would probably fall on my my uh, fanny uh, on a hoverboard many, many many times over. But uh, so they have a video on this. Uh, Brian shared with me a, a CNN article, mm-hmm. and this guy re- is reviewing the Tesla car for CNN. And he's and you just see him. It's like, well, here I am. I'm driving on the freeway. I'm not yeah. using my hands. I'm not using my feet. Right. Uh, and he's talking about the things that it'll do. It'll change lanes. You just have to signal. It'll change lanes. Right. But then he's like, oh, but you got to pay attention because it doesn't know how to brake for red lights yet. Right. So, which makes sense. But my, but that's my thing. Like, I, I, I'd rather be all or nothing because I don't want to. And maybe I'm just old school, but I don't want to. I don't know. I could see myself easily like not paying attention, checking something, and mm-hmm. you know, phone message or, or text or I don't know. I'm just thinking of use cases that people get in trouble now with cars that they have to propel. Mm-hmm. And if your only job is to stop for red lights and you're not paying attention, I don't I, think I, I, I think this reviewer misunderstood what was supposed to happen with okay. the technology. I don't think they ever say. I don't think Tesla ever said. You don't have to do anything. Sure. I, I think that... As, and Tesla's not the only company that does this. Like, I know yeah. Han is doing this, too. Yep. Uh, Volkswagen's definitely doing this. Mm-hmm. Where, basically, it's just supposed to take over if you're doing something dangerous. Like, hmm, okay. you're supposed to change lanes. Mm-hmm. You know? 
But if you're trying to change lanes and it's it's dangerous, then it will stop you. Sure. If you wait, 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 wait. say that again. It, so it will. Okay. So it, it, you're supposed to you're supposed to change lanes, but yes, if, if you're doing it so dangerously, it will stop you. Yes. Um. Same thing with like the braking. It'll, it will break if you get if too close. To yeah, the car. get too close to something. So theoretically, if you were coming to a red light and there's a car, there's a car in front of you or whatever, it would. Stop. I see. Okay. But um, this this one, I don't understand the lane changing things on the Tesla, and I haven't researched it enough because it says you flip the thing on, and then when it's safe, it will take mm-hmm. you across to your mm-hmm. lane or whatever. I I think I mean I could pretty easily get used to that. Yeah. You know. If I was driving on freeway and I flip my blinker on, then my car just does it when it's safe. I would probably take that because I get, I hate that's the part of driving I hate the worst. When I'm in like big city or something and tra- you know traffic's all around, all that <laughs> stuff, and then you know yeah, that's the thing though. That's that's my next question. Is mm-hmm. you, you actually brought this up? So say you're in New York, yep. you're in New York City, you're yep. right mm-hmm. downtown. Well, downtown, you're in a busy area, which is mm-hmm. everywhere in New York City. Yep. How do you tell the car? All right, go left here. It, it, there's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of like it's a dance. You, you driving put, in. all that happens is there's an algorithm. You put the, you put the car in New York mode, and then it starts shaking its fist. <laughs> starts Spin shaking exhaust. its fist. And yeah, it like rolls the window down. And it, hey, it prompts you, you to animal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Use a blinker. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to drive here. <laughs> Please respect my wishes. <laughs> uh, Forget no, about it. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what happens there, you know, because there's a lot of uh, I just you know I don't know if it if it it must be smart enough to do the right thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it is. I've just it seems like it would in order to do the, what like I'm getting some, at is you have to be a little unsafe to yeah, drive there, there's a lot of know? times where you have to make, take just, some chances to, to right, make things happen right like you, it might not even make sense to do it you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. <laughs> like sometimes driving doesn't make sense no sometimes you just get a vibe about something and you're like I need to get around this semi you know what I mean yeah like so there there are definitely things like that you absolutely know. Um, which you can do I mean right, you, right, you right, can right. take over at any point but, but right or, or if you see somebody you know you're trying to change lanes and yeah but i mean you can take over any point so you can i I will say this if i'm in a car and i'm going to drive to colorado from from lawrence okay Mm -hmm. going west through kansas is it's it's beautiful in its own way but if you're driving it is mind-numbing because there's there's no i mean it's just a straight shot so having a car that would take care of just about everything would be sweet doing that drive though you don't even need autonomous drivers you just like (laughs) you just start driving just and it's just a straight line tie the steering wheel down as long as your your tires are balanced you're gonna get to colorado because it's literally just straight straight ahead uh for 10 hours or something like that and there's nothing out there I mean, yeah. there's nothing. You could go off the road for a good hour <laughs> before you yeah. ran into something. Oh, crap. <laughs> this isn't the freeway? Ah, I hit the tumbleweed. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, we know that we know for a long time that Google's been working on their autonomous vehicle, and their idea is to completely take over the driving experience, which I think I'd be on, I'd be on board with for the most part. I would want to have a car that I could just drive. Because yeah. driving's driving's a part of American, yep. You know, it's American as apple pie, man. Yep, hitting the open road and driving. That's right. Um, that said, having something to drive me to work every day or drive me 
you know, wherever I needed to go. Drive okay, me to Google. the bar. <laughs> Drive me to Henry T's. <laughs> I, you know. That's true. That would That's be, a good uh, use case. That would be pretty awesome. Say we've reviewed a couple beers in the podcast. Right. All right? Yeah. Oh, Glenn's got to drive home. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know? Um, so, yeah, I don't I mean, uh, Google's been working on that for a while. Um, the The rumor is that Apple's making a car, too. Everybody's getting involved. All hands on deck. Um, Competition's good. We were talking today about how, I, you know, yeah. it's like the Uber thing, like, kind of obsoletes Uber. Uber seems like this awesome technology now. Everybody's using it. Don't really need it anymore. You just have a fleet of autonomous cars. Uh, you're not having to pay any drivers or anything like that, so you know I don't know. No unions. Yeah, it's true, man. That'll really put yeah. cabbies out of work. Yeah, um, completely. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I think it'll be good. I I hope that they'll always be. Car- I hope they don't put out some law that's like all cars have to be autonomous by 2020. Man, you know what I mean? That seems that, that would be the worst. That would be weird. I would drive a dune buggy or something. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. That would be, that would be the worst. I mean, cause I, it would be very safe for people. I'm sure it would alleviate probably most issues of, cause I mean, driving is a very unsafe activity. Yes. And if you computerize the whole thing, I would imagine that most of the fatalities would probably stop. Yeah. But, uh, it would be taking away a, something that's, you know, I, I find pretty enjoyable sometimes. Well, and that, and that. Not only that, but when you are you, so I have a family. Yeah, I'm responsible for two children. Yep. Do I give up that total responsibility to a machine and a computer? I would. I mean, this is the question, though. Like, you know, I mean, is that is that something? But but is it, what if it what if it fails? Right. I I mean, I think the statistics looking at it, you probably have a much higher chance of failing than the the computer does. Zero wrecks. Twenty years. 20 yeah. Years? No, I, I I get that part of it, but if you look at the fatalities of accidents, and, yeah, yeah, um, you know, Google's been doing their research for I don't know how long, the last six years or something. They put like millions of miles on the, or not millions, probably hundreds of thousands of miles down in all these different conditions, and yeah. they haven't had a single, you know, wreck. Yep. Um, oh, you're talking about the uh, Google Maps well, or the, uh, the Google car they've been working on? Okay. Mm-hmm. They've been driving it around, you know, Mountain View for the last six years or something like that. Mountain View, please. <laughs> um, Try it in Seattle. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I don't know, man. It's it feels it's weird. It's weird and foreign to me. It's gonna happen. Ah, it's weird and foreign to me. I bet you your next car will have this feature in it. I don't know if it will. Well. <laughs> I guess this, we're not we're not really new car guys. So no, we're not. But think about this. All right, think about this. This is blowing my mind. When my daughter is old enough to drive, yeah, she will have to learn a completely different skill set than when I learned. Right. When I learned how to drive, her skill set will be uh, take me to the movies. Yeah. Speak clearly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which actually I would be okay with. And you you actually you actually probably wouldn't have to speak that clearly because by then it'll just be like all oh, hey, take yeah. me to. Take me home, Google. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, Google. Take no, me. that's that's true. But I mean, yeah, that's by the time she has to learn to drive, right? She may not have to learn to drive. That's weird. It's weird to me. It is weird. Mm. I don't like it. Change. Yeah. All right. So, hot button topic. I'm against it. You're probably for it. I'm for it. 
I, I think particularly the parking thing on the Tesla is, is oh, cool. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. Could you, I mean, because you could hop out someplace and be like, go find a parking space. Th- that is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you could do that. Like, I you don't, don't have know to be if, in the car. I don't know how that works if it's if it just drives around and finds, or you have to be like within a certain, <laughs> don't stop, I'll just dive and roll out and you... I don't, it says it'll automatically... <coughs> I don't know anything about this, dude. It says it'll automatically, you know... Um, it has auto park, so I guess that miss, you must be have to be in the vicinity of a parking space. But how cool would it be to just be able to hop out someplace at a restaurant? And, That's true. Like, go find a parking space, you know? <clears throat> that would be that would be awesome. That would be pretty awesome, but apparently we're not there yet. Nah, quite. So, but, well, having it park itself, still cool. I don't know. I still got to warm up to this. This is gonna be it's gonna be weird for me. Well, um, yeah, well, we'll look forward to that. We will. In in another forty years, you and I will have cars that'll do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I'm too old to. Yeah. To, to, when we're using the cane. I'm worried to get about the pooping myself. Yeah. I mean, exactly. You know. <laughs> right. Uh, Changing lanes. Uh, okay. Well. Um, okay, Glenn. It's time for the final segment of the Gentleman Podcast, uh, and this is the question from the Gentleman Mailbag. We had some good questions this week. We did. Um, and uh, we this one came from uh, somebody I know very well. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend, Laura. Mm-hmm. Uh, we asked her if she had any pressing questions for the gentleman mailbag. And she did. <laughs> she did. She, she was did. like, oh, give me five minutes. Yeah. Or 30 seconds. And yeah. I'll... And she was like, boom. 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 I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang yeah, on. Yeah, whoa, whoa. I... <laughs> we only needed one. You know? Uh, and this was, this, is, this is a really good one. Yes. It's very uh it's it's very uh meta mm-hmm. this question is. And it, the question is what podcast being podcasters. Mm-hmm. What podcast do you listen to? Yep. Do you want me to go first? Either way, I've got a I've got a, a laundry list of podcasts to okay. talk about. Alright, well for me, uh Walter Cronkite, to hear about this. Walter Cronkite has got this wonderful podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Glenn says, Glenn's got this big reveal he's been holding back on. There's really no... Uh, so, the, the big reveal is that I really don't listen to many podcasts. Um, How just, dare you? I know. We're part of the uh, Podcasters Guild. It's not that... I, of, the guild. It's, of the United States, and well, you're, don't even, you're not even supporting... because of the popularity. We're the local number 76. Local numbers. That's true. I'm card carry member. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I have a hodgepodge... So, I have a bunch of friends... Online friends who do podcasts. So every now and again, oh, I'll true. check in and listen to a bunch of their stuff. Right. So I, I really don't subscribe to any one podcast other than ours. Mm-hmm. I mean, ours is the best one, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows I that. I mean. Yeah. Uh, right. We've so, been reviewed by independent experts, and they've assured us that uh, ours is the best podcast. Studies have shown. Exactly. Um, yeah. No. The, the but Right. So the only one I really subscribe to is ours. That's the big reveal. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I listen to... Um, I, I have my my friend uh, Jonathan does uh, the Good Life Project podcast, which is uh, actually really uh, he might be as popular as ours. Um, wow! Yeah, that would be impressive. Um, so he's he blows up iTunes or you know every now and again, and mm-hmm. so he does some really good work. And a couple other a couple other friends I have have uh, started podcasts in the last year or so that I've been keeping tabs on every now and again. Yeah, um, with some financial ones every now and again I listen to because. I need to know how to lose more money. Right. Um, and what a, what other... Oh, I listen to a couple marketing... Um, there's a marketing podcast that I'll... Every now and again, I'll like see what the topic is. I'm like, I don't want to learn about that. But yeah. it's called the Digital Marketer uh, mm. Marketing Podcast, which is... It, it's uh, I actually um, really like those guys for the most part. Uh, I like most of what they say. It's still a little shticky, you know, like mm-hmm. 
if you're in the marketing world, there's a lot of there's a lot of terrible terrible things you can. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's really bad, and these yeah. guys are are pretty good. So I, I uh, and I I really you know they have a lot of good insight and stuff like that. But that's the big reveal. I don't okay. I don't really subscribe to any podcast. It's a shame. I it really should mm. just commit. Well, I think the thing is for me that the times when I really want to listen to a podcast is when I'm traveling. Yep. Um, I can't really do it at work or something because. I have to concentrate on it. Right. It seems like, you know, people say, oh, I can just put a podcast on and whatever. It's like, you got to be doing something really mind-numbing. Menial. That you can just zone out on and mm-hmm. listen to the podcast. And so it's great for driving. Yep. When I'm driving somewhere, if I got a podcast on, it's great. It just seems to make the time go so much faster because you're thinking about stuff. Your car's driving itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, I, when I'm traveling a lot, I like to yeah. do that. Um <coughs> But uh, and I, I do enough driving, you know, if it's driving up to Kansas City or whatever, mm-hmm. or whatever. There's enough driving that I get to listen to some stuff. Anyway, um, I don't I don't listen to a lot of them ultra regularly, but there are a bunch that I listen to, and of course I listen to ours from time. I have to listen to ours every week. You listen to multiple times because I have to edit it, so I have to listen to all the stuff, all the outtakes, mm. all the mistakes. Mm. There's like two that would get. Get edited out to the uh, the editing room floor uh, every every two weeks. Imagine imagine like the show Dexter, like carving up the podcast. Sometimes, uh, man. Sometimes it's all I, Glenn. You know, Glenn will always be like, "What? Well, how's the podcast?" And I'll be like, "A lot of edits, a <laughs> lot of edits." Hey, this is thirty minutes shorter than sometimes, we recorded. <laughs> sometimes it goes fine. There's not many edits, and it's not that long. But sometimes I have to listen to it so many times because you have to edit stuff out. Something didn't work out, or whatever, and it just takes forever. So I end up some episodes I end up listening to in an incredible amount of times. Cool. Uh, anyway, besides that though. Um, I listen to the Go Power Cat podcast, which is a K State sports podcast. It's very well done. The definitive. It's it's the only K State sports podcast. I'm a big K State fan. Um, the guys do a great job over Go Power Cat, so I listen to that one every week, probably whenever Ooh. they do one. I, I, that's that's my most regular one. Um, but uh, Laura introduced me to one called the Dinner Party Download, which is a, a short little about 45 minute podcast where. Uh, they just roll. They have like four four segments, and they talk to somebody famous. They have them ah. um, give answers to manners questions. It's all, <laughs> you know, the whole idea is like it's based around a. They, they give you a, a a cocktail recipe every week that's based on a, a recent news fact. Um, so huh, cool. it's just it's just a very quirky podcast nice. about dinner parties, nice. basically. Um, and so that that one's really good. Of course, I watched or I listened to Serial. Mm-hmm. As most people in, the, in America did. Yeah. Uh, they're doing a season two now. Season one was like the most successful podcast of all time, basically. Second most successful. Uh, and I, and with good reason. It was I, very engrossing. Second most successful. I got, <laughs> well, there's no statistics to back That's that true. up. That's true. Maybe hmm. someday Maybe there someday. will be. Someday we'll know. Um, but cereal, I got sucked into cereal. It, it, it's very well done. Yeah, uh, they, they, you know, it's this American Life, so they knew what they were doing, and they picked a good concept. Uh, it's it's a it's a spinoff of This American Life. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're in a season two right now, and I have to say I've listened to a few episodes of that, and it's very similar. It really sucks you in. It's a good it's a good podcast to listen to. And the final one that I, that I picked up from Laura too is called The Moth, and it is a the whole concept behind it is it's people standing up in front of other people telling stories about their lives um, and it's very personal um, you know it sounds just, uncomfortable it is uncomfortable and some of, some of the stories are funny but I had to stop listening to it actually because 
Laura and I'd be driving somewhere, and it would be the Moth Podcast, and it's like two to one, really sad, like downer stories, like this horrible thing that happened to me, and this whole story about it. And I, I don't remember which one it was, but I just listened to it, and I was just like, I cannot, I can't handle this. I can't be. <laughs> you can only take so much sadness, yeah. you know, and like it's just depressing. And yeah, so I had to be like, look, I cannot do that. Like we can't listen to this anymore. It was great. It was really well done. It was just that it was such a downer. Like some of the stories were so sad. Mm-hmm. I just can't can't handle it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I just can't can't do it. So yeah, I had to stop. I had to stop listening to that one. But so anyway, I, I've listened to a bunch of different ones, and you know they they're all pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like uh, you know the Gentleman Podcast. Mm-hmm. If you if you only had to pick one podcast, mm-hmm. I would say that that's probably the one. If you listen this long. You've made yeah, the right choice. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the one I'd highliest, highliest recommend <laughs> to you. I would, I would agree, Brian. Uh, yeah, most. It's funny because you listen to podcasts mostly for, uh, mostly for entertainment value. Yeah, kind of like yeah. Even the sports ones, kind of entertainment. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know. And I and I kind of listen to them for more utilitarian, right? Uh, dry, yeah, factual, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Right. So. We're kind of hitting both realms, mm-hmm. um, but it's 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 pretty cool how podcasting has really just exploded again. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, um, thanks yeah. to us, us yeah. basically. I mean, I think that we started doing I don't, the podcast. I don't and... look. That's a that's a heavy that's a heavy that's load to carry. That's but true. you yeah. know, we can do it. We've yeah, already done it. Yeah, you know, let's just call it what it is. I mean, every, you know, but uh, we I'll, need to. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, we, we got to revisit our idea for the one and only podcast award show, which is called The Potties. The Potties. Um, which we've been talking about forever, and mm-hmm. we haven't pulled off. We, you know, um, I have to say, I think we'd be up for several awards at The you Potties. You have won the tiny potty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, the Potty Awards. Um, we need to get on that. We, we, need to, we need to build the website and everything. <laughs> We could do it. Uh, we should. Did it? Was it taken? I, I thought the domain think, was taken. I think the domain might. If have you're been listening, taken. don't take it. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't. Well, we're on record as being the inventors of the potties. So. Yep. Oh, potty.es is. Uh, oh. How much is that? Estonia. Oh, that's not a good idea. Nah. Estonia just be like for sale, huh? Make an author. Estonia just be like, oh. We want our potties domain back now. That you, we would like the potties back. I don't even know what Estonia. I don't know what that would mean. It's gonna get it out. Well, anyway, so they're all taken, huh? Uh, potties dot com, potties dot net is potties dot org is available. Well, anyway, okay. Well, we're gonna have to. We'll have to get that figured out. But uh, we'll, it's gonna be part of our business going forward. Is uh, podcast awards? That's right. Um, it's very lucrative. Yes. Uh, very. We could we could get our names in on some ballots. <laughs> yeah. The, Best podcast so, of the year, Serial so, or the General Podcast. Uh, you guys weigh in. We've already tabulated the votes, <laughs> but keep weighing in. Uh, I think we're going to surprise some people. The committee, which is made right. up of me and Glenn. Right. Um, I'm I, sure we'd be fair and balanced. Oh, yeah. Just like anything. Mm-hmm. That's fair and balanced. Um, anyway, Glenn, well, that was the question from the Gentleman Mailbag. Uh, we reviewed several podcasts there that you could check out. Foremost, though, is the Gentleman Podcast. That's right. 
Um, and speaking of the Gentleman Podcast, it's time to wrap this one up. That's right. Um, we This is episode 80? 80. 80. Oh. Next Damn. week's episode 80, or two weeks from now is episode 81. That's right. Still not used to the dual week schedule. Yeah, I think it's working out well, though. Yeah, it has to. It has to work. <laughs> it's got to. At least for now. Um, anyway, Glenn, all right, that was uh, that was episode 80. Looking forward to episode 81. Thank you very much, everyone out there, seriously, for listening to this podcast. We really appreciate it uh, and all the support you guys give us. We'll see you in two weeks. Adios.